0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Kenny Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: Sean McDonough with the call on one of Quinn Ewers touchdowns this year, and there have been many. As Texas has been awesome, Quinn Ewers has been awesome, one of the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy. Maybe Texas is, in fact, hashtag back. Maybe Texas can win the Natty this year. Uh, maybe they'll cover the spread in Red River this weekend against Oklahoma. Uh, we'll find out what Colin Wilson thinks about Texas and Oklahoma and the rest of the slate coming up in college football this weekend in a moment. We'll want to remind our live audience Anthony Debundo from the Wonder Goal Podcast, Action Network. Anthony will join us in 20 minutes, giving us some football bets, some soccer bets for the weekend. Always love our weekly visit with Anthony. Ryan Horvath, still to come, our BeckQL Network teammate, will give us college football and NFL bets for the weekend. Lochmess is coming up. Next hour, Ken's entire college football card, and then we will get into the big ass Power Hour, all our NFL bets and analysis, Week Five NFL Sunday, baseball bets as well, both for the divisional round series, for the game ones of all those series, and uh, futures bets for the Major League Baseball playoffs at the end of today's show. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Uh, we want everyone to check out Colin's podcast, Big Bets on Campus, featuring other friends of our show, Brett McMurphy and Stucky. They've all come on our show. They all support us, so support them by checking out Big Bets on Campus and follow Colin on Twitter at underscore Colin1, Colin spelled with two L's. I got to tell you, my man Colin's always handsome. My man's looking very handsome today. On video right now, the beard looks good. The fade looks good. The background looks great. Colin, welcome back to the show with Nick and Ken. How's it going?
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I I am not near as good-looking on camera as you guys, so thanks for all the props. Really, it's the background. (laughs) It's the lights. It's the helmets. It's just a mirage, right? That's all it is
0: uh colin yep. colin turned me on to uh magic spoon cereal by the way which i oh, own wow. the debt of gratitude to which uh is really i think has helped both of us just like look, look like a little bit better just like a little bit better so shout out shout out magic spoon I'd, probably they'd not think they were getting a shout out during a, a sports betting podcast but uh <laughs> but here we are so uh colin what do you what are you doing with red river This weekend this line move very interesting to me seemed like early in the week everybody on Texas now we just kind of keep creeping back down again and now we're at like five and a half and now we're at five in a couple places so Texas less than a touchdown. Uh, What are you doing with this game.
2: Yeah I have already bet Oklahoma but the number that I got is not available in the market so I think it's you know it you don't want to hear people talk about the number that they got the number that I power rate this at is five so if you think that there's value in five and a half I would still lean towards Oklahoma. I would like it better. at six and I like the under in this game, but really to me, I could go through a billion stats and yes, everybody loves Texas right now, especially with that signature win against Alabama. They won this game 49 to zero. So if you listen to all that white noise, you think this is an easy bet. I got to be on the Longhorns. Well, uh, Oklahoma is pretty improved, but once I downloaded, you know, all of the coverage stats, what coverage do these guys run in passing downs? Because Neither of these teams are going to be able to run the ball. It's going to be up to Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel. Whoever has the better day is going to win this game. And when I looked at coverage specifically, what Texas runs from like cover one, cover three, Dylan Gabriel has just taken care of business against those kinds of coverage this season, last season, all the time. When I looked at Quinn Ewers, he's been fantastic against quarters coverage, and he's been terrible against cover one and cover three. Well, guess what? Oklahoma runs cover one and cover three almost all the time. So even though like Quinn Ewers has been fantastic, he's really limited how many turnover worthy plays he's had this year. He is facing his toughest coverage that he has had a hard time reading for the last two years in this game. I like Oklahoma to cover this game. I'm not sure they got enough to win, but I'm pretty well invested on the Sooners here.
1: I uh, love the thought there on Red River from Colin Wilson to open up the interview. Uh, Colin, a couple days ago on the show, we had Tim Brando on, like like a legendary, like a like a college football play by play guy, like Heisman voter. And and Tim had a pretty strong take on national championship this year in college football, where he he thinks Georgia could end up getting tripped up and lose outright a couple times as we head towards the conclusion of the regular season, and kind of like put them on upset alert potentially this week against Kentucky, where Georgia's a fourteen and a half point favorite. Total is forty seven and and a half. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? And do you agree with Tim that maybe we like like Georgia's not the elite team this year? Maybe that actually might lose but once or twice before uh before obviously the end of the regular season.
2: And Tim is saying things to get some clicks. I mean, come on, multiple times. Have you seen the schedule? The schedule's bad. Right? I mean if they had a tougher schedule, I'd say because there are there are holes in this Georgia team. I don't know why they're sleepwalking through first quarters. I don't know why Peyton Thorne is running RPO around the edges. I mean it's there are definitely problems. And they have regressed in allowing four-yard rushes. That is something I focused on for this game because Kentucky is the number one most explosive team in the nation on the ground. You saw that last week with what they did against Florida. And considering Peyton Thorne is running around the edges of Georgia, you're going to think that Kentucky is going to be able to do this again. The problem with Kentucky is they're kind of a one-trick pony. They got explosive running, and that's it. There's no passing. There's no moving the chains. They rely on just quick, hitters in the ground game for chunk yards and the problem is is we say this every year kentucky is built like georgia they want to make it a trench game. they want to grind they want to just beat you up and maul you well that doesn't work when you go up against a roster that has more talent is bigger than you but you know that being said i think kentucky is going to be able to hit some explosives i think they are going to get some points up on the board especially in the first and second quarter where georgia's been vulnerable but at the same time, Carson Beck has been fantastic. He's been able to move up and down the field. His passing has been great. That's definitely not the issue with Georgia. When you look at Kentucky and what they have in the secondary, they also run a coverage that Carson Beck has been able to exploit this year. So I believe both sides are going to be able to get a lot, uh, some points on the board. And then one of the biggest key numbers in total is 48. I love over 47 in this game. It's not going to be fast, but the explosives for Kentucky and Carson Beck, maybe they get behind by 10 and they start amping it up. But uh you know, Tim's right in one aspect. There are holes with the Georgia team, but I just, I don't see losses on this schedule.
0: And to to your point about Kentucky explosive running plays, just like, look at the box score against Florida last week. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like one of the, cra- <laughs> for an SEC game with like two, even, like supposedly evenly matched teams, the point spread was very small, like, like nine yards a carry, just like outrageous numbers for Kentucky rushing the ball. So like, it may be interesting if that carries over some of that to, uh, to this game. Also in the SEC column, and we've, we've talked about this game a bunch this week because there's kind of maybe some news behind the scenes, or there isn't. There's, like, conflicting reports. a and Alabama, really interesting game. Don't usually see Bama in a small point spread game very often. This one feels justified, right? They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in College Station. Kind of rumors swirling about how, uh, how healthy Jalen Milrow is for Alabama. Maybe he got hurt in practice, maybe not. People kind of like, well, it's this. No, actually, it's this other thing. Maybe any clarity you could provide there would be great. Uh, how you bet in this game, Bama less than a field goal favorite
2: yeah i've heard that rumor and then i saw a uh, respected money hit uh alabama today so what are you going to believe mm. you're going to believe it hurt or are you going to believe that money that pushed this thing up from nearly a pickup to about two and a half in the market and i know there's some questions about what's going on here on a friday with this number and my answer to that is there's a lot of us me included they got texas a m above a three for you know substantial whatever limits are on monday and tuesday and maybe you want to come back and take some of that off below a three so you know you have to remember the public gets into this market on friday afternoon they get into it saturday morning so wherever the point spread goes from there it's not sharp money sharp money in college football used to be thursdays and fridays you know everyone had their service releases i'm not going to name who they are but now they're all doing it on monday and i, I sometimes i feel like that's the action network's fault because we have an app and the second we hit make a play like you get it on sunday night right you can't wait you can't be a tout anymore and l- release it on thursday because everybody's going early in the market but that's another story so the biggest problem here, if Jalen Milrow is out, I mean, I'm playing Texas A&M. I don't mean to be sure where I stop playing them because Texas A&M is number one in the nation in defensive havoc. They have 49 TFLs. They have 25 PBUs. But specifically, if you bet Alabama against Texas, Sark talked all the time about how when we have a pass rush, we have to maintain pass rush integrity lanes. I was like trying to Google that. What is Sark talking about? And what he's talking about is when your defensive ends do a pass rush, you don't want them going 10 yards up the field because Milroe's going to take off. So what Texas uh, what Texas did in that game is, yeah, they had a pass rush, but they didn't go like 10, 5 yards up the field on this bad Alabama offensive line. They maintained their pass rush integrity, which allowed them to tackle Milroe in space, which is going to happen in this game. Go back and look at dual threat quarterbacks against this Texas A&M front seven. KJ Jefferson seven, sacked seven times minus three rushing yards. Robbie Ashford, eight RPO attempts for 25 yards. Uh, The most successful quarterback against Texas A&M was Jaya Wright from ULM. He only had 34 yards on five rushing attempts. So mobile quarterbacks aren't getting it done. Texas A&M will keep their pass rush integrity. Jalen Milrow will be kept inside the pocket. And that's a Texas A&M victory. So I don't care if the number bounces, pick two and a half, three. It's all Texas A&M for me.
1: You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Phenomenal Football Friday, talking college football for the weekend with our friend Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Colin on Twitter at underscore Colin1, Colin spelled with two L's. Colin, let's do Notre Dame and Louisville now with the Fighting Irish a six-and-a-half-point road favor. Total here is 53-and-a-half. Any bets in this one?
2: I think you have to ask yourself if you're a spot player, if you're a situational spot player. Generally, those are very profitable. I mean, how many big games can Notre Dame play on the road, game day, Ireland? usc next week there's just so much going on with this notre dame schedule i don't care if you're the number one team i don't care if you're better than everybody else in college football spots are a real thing in college sports i mean college basketball college football it doesn't matter and so louisville is in the primo spot after you know notre dame struggled got the two point conversion they cover against duke now they have to you know get together for the road here against louisville and then they have caleb williams the heisman trophy winner next week so there's not the problem with this i haven't bet it if you're a spot player play louisville if you're not don't play it i'm not playing this because there's just not enough in the numbers for louisville to make me believe that they can really press this notre dame defense
0: colin we uh we haven't asked you about colorado yet and it feels like the number of questions everyone's asking about colorado are kind of going down right <laughs> as they play those last two games to, to be fair like great fourth quarter against USC. Like covered the number. Like nothing nothing about that. Um just, you know, like now they got a couple losses. So it's kind of less interesting. There's nothing uninteresting about this game against Arizona State, at least to me, because we haven't seen Colorado kind of play a game with a market like this. Big favorite yeah like huge underdog like there's just there's no like middle ground and i don't know what the hell's going to happen <laughs> this guy texted a bunch of people like what do you like some people like arizona state just the number looks too big i have no idea what are you doing here colorado now just a four and a half point favorite and it's less other other places against arizona state total 59 and a half
2: yeah i mean the number is too big should be more like a pick colorado still I think oddsmakers opened this up around six, expecting to see a lot of you know Buffalo's money come in because they have taken it every single week. And even though people are lining up and losing with Colorado State, you know that USC cover really gave them a lot of hope. The, the, uh, to me, Ken, this is Colorado has become the easiest handicap in the world. Can the defense put up any kind of resistance when Shadur is in third and long and trying to scramble and hit? Well, I got news for everybody. Arizona State is better at containing those explosive plays than USC is. I can't even tell everybody how bad USC's defense is and passing downs. It's so bad, but Arizona State is marginally better. Keep in mind, Arizona State can't go to a bowl season. This is their bowl game. This is the biggest game on their schedule for the rest of the season, and Kenny Dillingham really needs a signature win for the kind of season that they're having down there. This it's just too many points. It's a great spot for Arizona State. It's a really bad spot for Colorado.
1: I hit a lot of the big games coming up this weekend, Colin. Out of all the games that we haven't yet discussed, uh, what's your favorite look on the board and why?
2: I love Missouri. Uh, LSU's defense is beyond bad. Bottom 10 in every single stat I could possibly rattle out of my mouth. Missouri has been so fantastic on offense. Brady Cook hasn't thrown an interception. Brady Cook has two turnover-worthy plays. They've only come against Middle Tennessee. Can the Missouri defense stop what is a juggernaut offense of LSU? They can put some resistance in the run. That zone read that Jalen Daniels runs is is very good, but Missouri is pretty good at stopping the run. Look what they did to Kansas State. I'm worried about what their defense can do against the pass game of LSU. It's pretty explosive in its own right. But at the same time, I, teams are averaging 4.9 points every time they cross the LSU 40-yard line. Can you imagine a drive just crosses the 40 and you get spotted 4.9 points? That's how bad the LSU defense is. I like Missouri at home. Give me the points that are on the board. Put them in your round-robin parlays this week because it, the Tigers are going to beat the Tigers, but I like the home team.
0: Colin, uh, in terms of Heisman, obviously i'm sure you've seen the market movement heavy caleb williams not even money in some places but like we're getting there pretty fast obviously and you know they got notre dame you mentioned next week another spotlight game where if he plays really well that's kind of where we're headed we're getting kind of close to caleb williams or the field like feels like that's kind of like where we're headed here in terms of pricing do you have a really strong opinion one way or the other there everybody we've had on this week is like field 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 nobody on caleb williams are you there too
2: i I am on field. You got I've been anti Caleb, you know, for about eight months now, but I, you know, the defenses he's going to face, especially, uh, you know, I, you know, we've got Notre Dame on the schedule next week. That's a secondary that can really give him some problems. And I think Caleb Williams just needs one bad game and USC just needs to get popped out of that PAC 12 championship game. And you're not going to hear about him winning the Heisman trophy. There's a lot of other contenders that are rising up the board right now. They still have need to have their Heisman moment. Drew Aller is still going to play Ohio State. Uh, You know, there's a number of other quarterbacks, I think, can step up here. But I I think the betting deliverable from a Heisman point is right now, this is probably your last week to take a number like the field or take another player because after Caleb Williams gets beat by Notre Dame, I'll just say it now, after he gets beat by Notre Dame, and Notre Dame kind of, you know, uh, settles them down and knocks USC from the undefeated, that number on, on Caleb is going to go way up because he's not going to be the favorite to win the Heisman anymore. So I, I think this is your last week to get a good number on somebody or the field before they play Notre Dame.
1: Colin, we have literally 10 seconds here for this. What's the wrestling bet that you forgot to give us last week on the show?
2: Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso are not getting pinned against the Judgment Day. This has got sham. This has got steel chair, disqualification. Get your two-to-ones down for Fastlane.
1: And that is at Fastlane, uh, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso against the judgment. What is that, Priest and Balor? It's going to be Priest and Balor, yeah. I don't know if it was like Dominic Mysterio or however that was working. Uh, Colin, we love you. We sincerely appreciate it. Check out the, his podcast, Big Bets on Campus. Check him out at the Action Network, the app, and .com, and on Twitter at underscore Colin1. My friend, good luck with all the bets this weekend. Stay well. Safe travels to Vegas for Monday Night Football, and we will catch up with you next Friday here on the program.
2: Thank you so much, guys.
1: The great Colin Wilson joining us here on You Better, You Bet. On the other side, we transition from football to football. Anthony Debundo, soccer picks all around Europe. Next.